You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen. You're listening to Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about leg length discrepancy. So it's a really interesting thing because, you know, I see a lot of patients even that don't have surgery that get referred to us for a leg length discrepancy. And sometimes it's a you know, physical therapist that measured them um, or they saw a chiropractor or they were getting measured for orthotics. And the question always comes down to, well, who told you you have a leg length discrepancy or do you feel like you have a leg length discrepancy? Because there are a lot of studies out there that look at the ability of a human to measure the lengths of another human is quite poor. You know, we're trying to feel bony landmarks um, and depending on, you know, where your legs are in relation to your torso, you know, there's a lot of things I could take someone on a table and go put the legs over here. Yep, looks short. Put them here. Oh, it looks equal. Put them over here. It looks long. It's the same leg. Their leg lengths didn't change. You know, we can even do x-rays um, called a scanogram, and we can actually measure the bone lengths of the femur, the thigh bone, and the tibia, or the shin bone. And what's interesting is that the lengths may be equal in x-ray, but the patient's complaint is, but my legs feel like they're of different length. So you can feel long and measure equal. You can measure long on one side or short on the other and feel normal. And there was a study that came out recently. It found one in six normal people have a leg length discrepancy. So there are people that are actually just born with one leg longer than the other. More frequently, someone has a fracture you know, of their thigh bone or shin bone, especially if they're younger. And when it healed, it healed longer or shorter and since that time, you know, they've been off. But there are other factors that come into play. So if you have a deformity in your knee, let's say you're knock-kneed or bow-legged, straight as the crow flies, the distance from your belt line to the floor on that side is going to be shorter. So you might feel that that leg is shorter. The bone lengths haven't changed, but your knee's crooked. And the same thing can happen in the hip. So if you have hip arthritis and the ball collapses or you wear out the cartilage, that leg can feel shorter, even if you get what's called a flexion contracture. So with arthritis in your knee or your hip, the joint may not straighten. So if, if you bend your knee right now, it's harder for people, I think, just to bend their hip. They'll turn and twist their whole torso to do so. But that makes that hip drop. So it makes that leg feel like it's shorter. But what happens if that happens slowly over years? If that happens slowly over years, a lot of people get used to it and accommodate it. So at this point, they've had a five-year slow progression of one leg being shorter or shortening due to arthritis and loss of cartilage, but they haven't noticed it. So if you ask them, how do you feel? They feel pretty equal. Now, why is that important? It's because when we do surgery, and this more frequently happens in the hip than the knee, but it can happen in the knee. If someone is very bow-legged or very knock-kneed or has a bad flexion contracture in the knee, or their hip, they've lost a lot of cartilage or they've eroded the bone or have a flexion contracture, when we make it equal or back to normal or back to what we believe is equal to the other side, and again, one out of six people are going to be off anyway, um, but if we match it to your other side, it may feel long to you. So that's what I always tell people, that sometimes 
when we make you equal, it may feel long to you. And you can look at it as either, yes, you're longer than you were this morning because we did surgery, um, or also that it feels long because you were short and now we made it normal. And going from short to normal it is longer. Or you could say now you're back to where it was. It's sort of like if you're in the pool and it's sort of warm and you jump in the hot tub and it's really hot and you jump back in the pool and it feels a lot colder. It's that sudden change. The temperature of the pool didn't change. So when we bring your hip back to its normal position, but that normal was normal five or 10 years ago, it feels long. And they've done studies looking at hips and most people actually feel long for about six or eight weeks. It's not as easy in the knee to really lengthen a leg, but you can in the hip. And sometimes we have to, you know, the knees held together on the sides by ligaments. They're more fixed. So you can't stuff a thicker plastic in there and still have the leg straighten. So it is rare to have to over lengthen those ligaments. But if someone has an injury or the ligaments are loose or they've been damaged or torn and they're stretched, then yes, to balance the knee, you might have to put a thicker plastic in there, which does make that leg longer than it was 10 or 15 years ago prior to the injury. But if you did not do that, then the knee would be unstable. And the same sort of goes true for the hip because there are times where even if we knew that the hip was equal to the normal other side, if you can consider the other side normal, but the hip was unstable, meaning that the hip was dislocating. We put the hip through ranges of motion and it's not stable. Sometimes that can be due to imbalances in the muscles and ligaments around the hip or due to bony anatomy. And to make the hip stable, we have to make the leg longer on purpose. So I always tell my patients that, you know, stability is goal number one and leg length is a very close goal number two. But if you have equal leg lengths, if we knew for sure 0.00 equal, that your leg lengths were equal, but your hip was unstable and now you dislocated and now you needed to have your hip pop back in or maybe another surgery, that's a major complication where if we make it, you know, a little bit longer, that makes it stable. You know, the downside is it's a little bit longer. So what does that do? Well, again, some people don't notice, you know, if the, if the leg length is a little bit longer, um, but some people are a lot more sensitive than others. Even if the legs are equal, people may feel long. Why? Well, this has been studied and looked at. So if people have a bad back, if people have a scoliosis, that tilts the pelvis. So bone lengths being equal, one leg may feel shorter or longer than the other. They'll even say, forget arthritis and, or, and hip surgery or knee surgery. So like, look, my hip looks higher. And what happens then is because of that fixed pelvic obliquity or tilt because of the back, it's going to make one leg feel longer and one leg feel shorter. Also, again, we talk about the knee. So if you know one person has a hip done on one side, but the other knee's arthritic and crooked, that arthritic knee may make that leg feel shorter or make the other side where the hip was done feel longer. So there's a lot of complicated issues that can occur there. And the other thing is pain in pelvic obliquity. So I tell people, like, if you hurt your foot, you'd walk around for you know a day or so leaning the opposite way, taking the pressure off your foot. Well, if you just had surgery on your hip or your knee, it hurts. So what do you do? You lean away from that side. And when you lean away from that side, all of a sudden... Now you start to get this pelvic tilt or what we call pelvic obliquity. And until the pain goes away, you can now put weight on the leg. It takes some time for that pelvic obliquity to untilt. And then all of a sudden you go, ah, okay, now it feels equal. The hip didn't sink in, it didn't shorten, it didn't settle, the knee didn't settle. It's that you got used to it, your body accommodated to it. Now, what if one hip's bad and the other hip's bad and you do one hip at a time? Same thing with the knee. So 
if you do one side, again, people, let's say we did the you know left side, you say, oh, you know, my left leg feels long or the right leg feels short or my left leg is back to its normal position and my right leg is still short because it has arthritis. So there's lots of different ways that you can look at it. And you can, yes, you're correct with either one, but if the left leg is fixed first and you put it back to its normal ball center and you've lengthened the leg, yes, you've lengthened it from where it was this morning, but you've put it back to its normal position and it has normal range of motion and stability, the left leg is longer than the right. But the right leg is short because it has arthritis. It's lost cartilage. You know, if you assume that the cartilage has three millimeters in the ball, three millimeters on the cup, you've lost all of that, you're six millimeters short, maybe your hip doesn't straighten, so you have a flexion contracture, so it feels even shorter. When you replace that right hip, get rid of the arthritis, bring the hip down to its normal hip center, now the legs feel equal. So I think it's just important for people to understand that there's a lot of complexities involved there. And even with measurements, we don't know how you feel. So you can measure equal, but feel long. Um, and it's in, kind of important to know that stability becomes you know, goal number one with a very close goal number two of um, leg lengths and making them equal. And we're going off of the assumption that you know, most people are symmetric in the sense that your right leg is fairly equal to your left leg. But if it's not, again, if you had an old injury or a bad scoliosis, it may never be. You, know, you might always be lopsided on one side or the other. Um, now, what about lifts? So if somebody, you know, comes in and says, my arthritic hip or knee, I've been wearing a lift on that leg. Okay, that's, that's okay. We can probably fix that because we're going to add a little length. So you might not need the lift on that leg. But what if that leg already feels long? And I tell those patients, you might even feel longer. So maybe you were born or you have some issue that's making that leg feel longer on purpose. I can't shorten it. If you shorten the hip, it's going to be unstable. You know, if you leave the knee short, it's going to be loose and unstable. So a lot of times if someone feels long on the side that we're operating on, you know, we have to lengthen it. Now, you may need to wear a lift. So if you have to wear a lift on the other side, you know, for some people, that is a big issue for them, the idea of wearing a lift on the other side, you know, for the rest of their life. But sometimes that is one treatment option. The big mistake I tell people that I don't recommend people making is, you know, they wear a lift one day and they take it out. They wear a lift and they take it out. So what you're doing is you're tilting your pelvis up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And that's going to really bother you and it may cause other issues. Um, So if you're going to wear a lift, I always tell people, like, give it six or eight weeks, let the pain settle, let your pelvis settle, let your gait get back underneath you. And then start with a very small lift because sometimes people want to know, you know, what does it measure because I have to get a lift? Well, the measurement of your bone lengths doesn't always tell you what the size of your lift should be. So you start with the smallest lift possible and you use it every day and you walk around with it and you go, oh, yeah, it feels pretty good. And then if not, you go, okay, add another little bit and add it very slowly and incrementally because sometimes the lift that you need to feel equal is a lot less than what you may measure. Now in the office, we have blocks. So I can put patients on blocks and go, how does that feel? Oh, still feel a little off. This one, oh, that's too tall. Oh, this is too short. Oh, that's just right. And again, it's an art. It's not a measurement. It's an art. Uh, but if you can figure out you know, where someone's at, then you can get them a lift that feels equal. And that allows them to get back to those things. So you know, again, leg length is very, very, um, very, very complicated. You know, I was told, I remember years ago, um, they always said like the number one reason for lawsuits after hip replacements in the United States was leg length discrepancy. Um, I did recently look that up though. There was a study in 2019 um, actually showed infection, number one reason for lawsuits. Um, Nerve injury um, was number two. 
And then leg length discrepancy, I think it was 25 or 26 percent, you know, the lawsuits. I think that was number three or number four on that list. Um, but just understand that, um, you know, it's a very, very complex issue that involves, you know, what is your native anatomy? You know, were you equal to begin with? Have you had a prior fracture in one of the long bones in your legs? Do you have scoliosis? Do you have a pelvic tilt? You know, do you have arthritis in more than one joint? How did you feel before? How did you feel after? What was the stability of your knee and what was required to make it stable at the time of surgery? And how long has the time been since surgery? And, you know, is your body accommodating to that? So, you know, hopefully... You know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, and I just kind of throw this out there as you know, just the answers to some questions because, you know, I see a lot of people for second opinions and I've seen, you know, some people that have had surgeries and, you know, either they felt long or they were long and, you know, they, they come out of it where, you know, the doc doc told me it was in my head or the doc told me, you know, he, he measured me and everything looks equal and everything measures equal. And, and that's true. I mean, you might look equal in x-ray and you might measure equal, but you can still feel long. And, and I think, you know, people, they just want to hear that, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, you, you look long, you feel long, you are long, your x-rays, you know, it looks equal. I don't know what it looked like before surgery, but, you know, something changed the way that it feels for you. And it may be fixable, it may be not, you know, maybe you can do something to the other side or wear a lift, I think. But for a lot of people, if they feel this way, you know, they just want some understanding that this is how they feel, no matter what the x-rays look like. Um, and also I think it's important if you haven't had surgery to understand, you know, these are all the reasons that people sometimes do feel long after surgery. Um, and there may be a reason that that was needed, but also you may just feel long for a while. And then after a period of time, you may actually get used to it and then feel equal. Um, so hopefully this just helps. It just helps answer the questions that you might have about these kinds of issues that people run into, um, with their legs, with their hips and with their knees. So thanks again for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. And until next time, Stay safe.